0: Welcome to Daily Truths with Dave Allman. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Daily Truths. Yesterday, Jesus talked about how uh, people end up getting divorced and how sexual immorality is really, and desertion are really the only reasons people should get a divorce. And this is what he says in Matthew chapter 5, verses 31 and 32. And I'm going to be talking about five biblical principles then to avoid divorce and to build a marriage. This is what it says. It was also said, whoever divorces his wife, let him give her a certificate of divorce. But I say to you that everyone who divorces his wife, except on the ground of sexual immorality, makes her commit adultery. And whoever marries a divorced woman commits adultery. Okay, so there Jesus is saying, don't be unfaithful. Otherwise, if you do, you may end up in divorce court. But what does it say in the Bible to help us build a marriage? I'm going to share with you five biblical principles to build a Christian marriage. Here's the first one. Build your life on Jesus Christ. Make him the foundation of your home. Pray to him. Worship him. Look to him as Savior. Honor him as Lord. Look for direction and strength from him. Um, And let him be the one who enables you to forgive one another from the heart. A a couple that prays together stays together. And so it is so fundamental that when you especially are courting, you look for someone who has like morals, like beliefs, uh, like attitudes about the scriptures, but especially about Jesus. Couples that look to Jesus for strength direction, guidance, and support, but most importantly, forgiveness that flows from his cross, the chances of having a successful marriage heightens exponentially when people build their life on Jesus Christ. So build your marriage on Jesus. That's fundamental biblical principle number one. Biblical principle number two, deal with issues when they come up. Remember, we talked about a few days ago that before you offer your gift at the altar, before you take communion, if you're at odds with someone, deal with it then. That's what Jesus was saying. And the same thing could be said in marriage. Oftentimes, people in marriage don't deal with issues when they come. They hope that they'll go away. They slip them under the rug. They hope if they don't really deal with it, that somehow um, it'll just kind of disappear. And nothing could be further from the truth. We talked a few days ago about how when people don't deal with issues, it's like this brick this wall of separation is built. And one issue after another continues to build the wall until pretty soon two people are kind of like two ships passing in the night and they're angry at one another and they can't be with one another. And every time they look at each other, they're angry. Why is that? Because this wall has been built up because they didn't deal with issues when they arose. So deal with issues when they come up. Don't hopefully think that some way they're just going to go away. That brings me up to the next point, okay? Forgive one another, (laughs) right? Uh, That's principle number three. You're going to say things and do things against one another that you're going to offend and hurt and disappoint one another. That's the way it is. We're human beings. We're sinners. We're fallible, error-prone, and sometimes we do things and say things we shouldn't say, we shouldn't do. We fall short of the glory of God. We recognize that, and so Hurting one another in a marriage is kind of the way it is. And so what do we do? We take ownership for what we've said or done. We say those five difficult words to say, I'm sorry, please forgive me. And then it's responsibility because we've been forgiven in Christ, this huge debt that we owed to God. Um, the Bible says, forgive one another as God in Christ has forgiven you. So we forgive one another from the heart. We let it go. And that leads me to the next principle. Principle number four, don't go to bed angry at one another. Now, what that means is sometimes you may be going to bed pretty late. You're dealing with issues as they come. You're forgiving one another from the heart. You're talking it out. And the Bible says, be angry, but do not sin. Don't let the sun go down on your anger. So what that means is Um, you resolve your conflict before you go to bed. You don't sleep in separate quarters. You don't say, well, we'll deal with this in the morning because you're not going to get any sleep anyway. (laughs) I've talked to many couples who said, you know, we used to do this in our marriage where we'd be angry and we'd sleep in separate quarters. And then the problem was still there in the morning and we didn't deal with it when it came. And, you know, it just created a huge wedge between us. So indeed, don't go to bed angry. The Bible says again, Be angry, but do not sin. Don't let the sun go down on your anger. So deal with issues when they come up and don't go to bed with unresolved conflict. And finally, that leads us to principle number five. Principle number five is continue to date one another, (laughs) right? It seems like we, we do all this fun stuff. We go to movies, we go out to eat. We do all these fun things when we're courting and somehow in some way people think, well, now that I've caught the fish, now that I've got my catch, you know, we can just kind of settle back and relax and enjoy each other's company and not bring any spice into our relationship. Well, nothing could be further from the truth. Continue to date one another. And my wife and I go on date nights just about every week. We go out to eat or go to a movie. Now that I'm retired, we have more time to do that. There's really no excuse not to carve out, especially if you have kids. And um, and yeah, you have to build in your budget to get a babysitter once a week or once every couple of weeks. But especially if you have kids, it's so intense during those years when kids are around um, that couples oftentimes will take each other for granted, fail to date one another, fail to bring spice and fun into their relationship. And things kind of get old and boring and stale and um, difficulties mount and conflicts arise. And and because they've had no time to really decompress and be together and have uninterrupted conversation issues come up so again date one another consistently and that doesn't matter if you've been married one year five years or 50 years it's still important to have fun in your relationship and why is it that you married that person in the first place because you enjoyed their company well isn't it great to go out and be together with one another Enjoying each other's company that is uninhibited, uninterrupted. So indeed, date one another consistently. So there are the five principles to help build a Christian marriage. Build your life on Christ. Deal with issues when they come up. Forgive one another from the heart. Uh, Don't go to bed angry with one another. And finally, number five, date one another. Okay, now you're looking at all this and you're saying, oh my goodness, Pastor Dave, you've given us a lot of principles But what's the bottom line to all this? The bottom line is this is law that I've just shared with you. And nobody has a perfect marriage, right? We all disappoint and fail one another. Nobody has a perfect marriage, but here's the thing. When we disappoint one another and frustrate and irritate one another, and we will, we go back to the cross. We confess our sins, we're absolved by Christ. We know that he forgives the shortcomings of our marriage. And with him at the center of your marriage and the foundation of your life, your marriage can withstand any adversity that Satan tries to blow at you. So the bottom line of all this is, can we go back to principle number one, build your marriage on Jesus Christ, right? And I know I've shared with you five fundamental principles to build, uh, biblical principles to build a marriage, but go back to the first one consistently, build your marriage on Jesus. And that is today's